Hey everyone, welcome to our second ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. We made it to a new week, hope you all had a good one. I'm joined this week again by Laura and Salazar, my two favourite people to talk games with. Hello you lovely people. Aloha! Hey, it's been, it's been a while. Hey. It has. It, the, the, world, the world's changed it's been, since it's been the last two weeks. recording. And the world's changed a lot in those two weeks. Wait, two was, weeks. It, was that not happening the first time? We weren't like proper in lockdown or anything at that point. Yeah, oh. we we're just in social distancing. This was still, mode. Where we, yeah, we were like, uh, this is getting pretty worrying. But now, yeah, now I've I've been stuck indoors for two weeks. It's great. Same, same. But that surely means we've been playing a lot of games, which means we can talk about a lot of things on this podcast. I, they they drop new content on Gears of War Five, and according that's, to that's Discord, good. I'm always playing Gears Five, even when I'm not playing Gears Five. Like now, I noticed that you. I was like, are they playing Gears Five? I was like, what's going on? You, it doesn't update. Discord decides that if you play a game once in a day, then you're playing it for the rest of the day. 24-hour gears. Yeah. It sounds like you're heaven. Please no. Yeah, that does sound good. Please that no. Because if Laura's oh. playing gears, odds are I'm playing gears. <laughs> Make it stop. Yeah, it means but, I won't be playing gears. But it's, it, we're getting Slazo to seriously 5.0. You asked what we're yeah, playing. We're yeah, playing get, <laughs> get Slazo to seriously 5.0. He's going really well at the moment. Um, so... With the new Gears update, they dropped all this new content, like Gridiron, which is a new sports-based game, which is basically you can score touchdowns with the flags. And touchdown! Like yeah, it's great. It does that, and Saizo scored a touchdown, and it turns out if there's a sports theme to it, Saizo's really good at it, despite hating sports. Yeah, I, it's crazy. I hate sports. I'm bad at Gears, but you give, you give me, you combine the two, and suddenly I'm a machine who... Who understands what's going on for once, and is You're like... You're a sporting champion. He's an, I... MVP, he's an MVP contender. Oh, heck yeah! Wow, it's it's actually amazing. And then you go back to the other game modes, and you're like, no, no. Maybe um, we need to get them playing FIFA. No, I, I mean, I don't. I feel like we're not combining something else with sports. There, I feel it needs to be something else he dislikes. Why don't we play like FIFA Russian Roulette? I don't know. Yeah. You so to... no, we can't do that during social distancing. Oh well. It means we have to have a hitman on the case. I wonder if Sazo's good at Rocket League. I didn't know he played Rocket League, and I feel I've played with him. I just don't remember if he was any good. But I was League... average at best. Oh, see, that's cars <laughs> plus sports. I was so. terrible. Yeah, I'm terrible. I, I Anyway, I haven't been playing Rocket League, so. <laughs> no. What else have you been playing, though? Anything? Uh, other than Gears 5, let's see. A bit more Gear God of War. That's my solo player game that I am trying to mm. get on with. I mean, it's a masterpiece. I am really enjoying it. I say persevere. It's just one of those things that when you play it, then I lose a couple of hours of the day, which is probably a good thing right now. But I've just, you know, when you like, you don't want to just because you don't know if you have the time allocated because you do other stuff. And so I haven't. I keep going back to it every so often because PlayStation sent me an email saying that I like to play God of War Mondays. So, which is a bit so of a now weird you play it every Monday. Yeah, pretty much. That's basically what that's led to. If it's Monday and I haven't done an hour on God of War, I'm like, oh, better go play God of War. So I get that email from Sony. Um, yeah, I played that. I played some Uno. Got that on Steam on the sale. Well, it was on sale because I like Uno. Wait, you got that as well on sale? Damn. I did. We can play together, Slazer. I saw you had yeah. it. I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I got I, it because some other friends were like proposing to oh. maybe play Uno. So. Awkward. But, um, I'm, allowed, yeah. I'm allowed more friends than you, Laura. I'm sorry. That, that seems to be bad. I got yeah, it. Laura, let I them have it. friends. I got it because Kaylee got it. So, <laughs> I mean. Fair enough. Nice. Um, what else have I been playing? There's some, I've been playing some. I played some FIFA. I did. I did play some FIFA. I watched it on your stream. I got hammered. I honestly yep. kept paying attention for one game, and then I lost a lot. But then I, um, the person that beat me on the stream, I then challenged them the next day off stream, and I beat them twice to make it like in my favor. So I kind of 
wrote that wrong but it made me play fifa on two different days because of that um which is not something i've done because i realized i am um, and this is another nice fun fact i was uh waiting for the well i'm gonna get to this call of duty modern warfare warzone update to download so i played fifa while i was waiting for it to download because i was on and i realized i had none of the trophies on fifa 20 even though i've had it since like launch so i went through and just got five easy trophies on it you know play a women's game do a house rules game Hang on, et you, cetera, et cetera. you hadn't played a women's football game since Play-Zo, you it. I hadn't done anything by myself on the game. I literally only ever turned it on to play co-op with Squiggy and then go off. But we oh, were okay. a dream team. Yeah, I basically, that was that was all I did on FIFA. Um, but I've, now I've done more. I've done some solo stuff, tried out the house rule stuff. Yay, fun, quirky. Um, I'm trying to think of any... Oh, I played some Animal Crossing New Horizons because that came out and I played some of that. I've been busy with gaming. You've played a lot of games. This yeah, is if like, you can't leave the house. Yeah, it is. You see the increase. I, I see that now. I was like, no, I haven't. Oh, my God. Normally, I struggle to name one, but I can name These, jo- like these jokes many. make perfect sense now, and then people will be listening to you and be like, why couldn't you leave the house? What's she on about? Yeah, what's all <laughs> like, what was Corona <laughs> what? Did she, what? She, what did she do? It sounds like I'm on parole. Or, like, yeah, you've actually got a, like, um, a thing around your ankle. Yeah, um, I also played some Forza Horizon. <laughs> So I did that. I've done the story bit of that and done all the whole up to the. All I've done all the um what are they called Slazo the where you fight not fight you race trains stuff showcase events showcase I've the, yeah I've done all the showcase events now so to me that's me completing the main blah now I've just got to do all the other races and get to level ten on dirt races and street races it's a fun game just more the same uh and I also played Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone when it eventually downloaded the update I've done that on Xbox and PlayStation I got. I'm getting better at it, I think. You are. I, I, you I, are. I feel I feel I am, especially when I focus. I'm, I, it feels like it's a running theme with me, that if I focus at games, that I'm better at them, <laughs> which is just common uh, common sense, really. But, um, yeah, so I played that. I've enjoyed that. That's been good. I think that's everything I've played or turned on. Oh, I did The Last of Us. I finished The Last of Us again. That was since the last time, wasn't it? Remastered. I played through that. That was fun. I also played Erica, which is a game that you two will go, what's Erica? Let me tell you, it's a multiple choice game, which is basically like watching a film with choice and you have a phone app where you do stuff on it. That's great. I think that's everything I played. I'm pretty sure. I would move on to someone else because I might be able to think of another five games in the next 10 minutes. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move away from you and your games because you've pretty much played everything. I just like to play games. I've, I've noticed. That's why I'm here. Slazer, have you played anything that's not any of the 100 games Laura's just talked about? Uh, I've played a couple. Of, I've played a bunch of different games because I magpie around a lot, but I'll just focus on a couple of them. Uh, like Laura, I've Thanks, also <laughs> no problem today. Rude. Like... <laughs> so yeah, uh, like Laura, I've also been uh, part of the new Animal Crossing New Horizons craze. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I feel like it's a lot more kind of goal orientated. If you want to do that kind of gameplay, which I tend to prefer. So kind of Tom that will give you a lot more different kind of. Oh, you need to get the museum set up. Oh, you need to choose where the shop is built. You're going to build the shop and get the materials for that. Are oh, you going to set up these neighbors' houses and get the materials for them? So I've kind of really enjoyed that. The uh, new museum actually is really just an amazing place to be. I don't know if you had this experience as well, Laura. Just I spent like an hour exploring that place when I first got it. So it looks, oh, it's it's so much more of a joy to be in there compared to how it used to be. Exploring the like the aquarium bits and like the various displays of the fossils and the bug forest and such. So, oh, oh so good and yeah i'm really enjoying it and it's I'm, the, I'm not the creative type like some people are but you are seeing some of the stuff on twitter and that has been shared around of various people coming up with amazing creative stuff is really good to see so i'm hoping to get more into that aspect of it as time goes on 
And now the game's been uh, abundance of eggs everywhere because that event's happening. So hope you don't want to fish because you can only get eggs. eggs Chocolate eggs? eggs? I, I don't know. I've not actually tried to eat one, my character. But yeah, for the Easter event, they've put eggs everywhere. And for some of it, it makes sense. But for the fishing, it's all you can fish now, eggs. And it's also weird because there's other timed events going on at the same time. Like there's a cherry blossom one, but I've only got like one recipe because all the crafting stuff from the mobile game's back. So it's like that bit needs a bit more work and focus. But otherwise, I'm having brilliant fun with that. Uh, Persona 5 Royal, that came out uh, about a week ago or so. And I've managed to play a little bit of that in between other kind of games and multiplayer such. Uh, it's fun so far. It's not hugely different to Persona 5. Not that I was expecting it to be. Uh, the main change is more the, uh, I don't can't remember her name yet because she's only been shown up once or twice, but there's a new girl, the red-haired ponytail girl, has shown up a few times and she looks like she'll be fun to play as in a bit. Uh, mainly you tend to notice like there's been a lot of like smaller like animation flourishes and all that, so when you you and um, Morgana summon your personas for the first time, there's a lot more flair and flourish to that. Apparently the uh, dungeons have all been like redesigned and improved, but I haven't got far enough into the first dungeon yet to really notice that. Uh, oh, and it also does a lot of bare foreshadowing. So there was a character in the original called Haru, who's one of the main characters. Um, you didn't see her until like halfway through the original game, like in the background of a cutscene. Now she's pretty much down like one of the first couple of days, like not interacting with you, but you can see her in the background. So that was better. And then in terms of battle royales, screw card. I've been playing Apex Legends because that's that's where it's at. And uh, actually, winning games with me and my squad that I'm playing with. Like generally, like one or one or two wins a day, which has been holy shit. Winning battle royals, what is this? Uh, I'm playing as Watson now. I used to main Bangalore, but I finally got the credits for Watson, and I've been kind of enjoying her because she's a lot more. Whereas Bangalore's abilities are like smoke grenade and um, raining like a barrage of like missiles from the sky, which is great in combat, but not so much outside of it. Whereas Watson can set up like electric fences and do like a shield defense booster thing so i'm finding that a lot more useful to just use in the standard gameplay and yeah i'm just i'm having a lot more fun with that and like having played a little bit of cod war zone i think it really highlights to me what i love about apex about how clear everything is visually like it's really easy to see this is great armor this is crap this is ammo for this specific type of gun this is this specific type of gun all the guns feel like different and identifiable because they have like rememberable names instead of like p90 and a2975 sniper 50 cal <laughs> <laughs> like well, cod, cod's fun but like yeah it's i don't walk up to a gun in warzone and go yes it's that whereas i will in apex so yeah i kind of prefer that style of design in apex and the way apex works out but yeah those are kind of i've played a bunch of other little things but those are the main ones i've put time into this past fortnight so, so how could you forget our second place finish in warzone I didn't really do anything in it. That's why. I participated. I was the good luck charm. Well, I mean, considering I died, like at the start of the game, dropping down. Didn't you die before you landed in that game? Well, well, I died when I hit the ground. (laughs) But that's because I was already downed in the air. So basically, my body just (laughs) Just threw itself to the floor. Yeah, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of um, a lot of Warzone. Surprisingly, Um, I've not played Apex for. Ages when it first came out, I was completely obsessed with it. Like I would literally, I remember playing like Blackout, which was the Call of Duty Battle Royale before this one. Yes, and I played that loads. And then as soon as Apex came out, never touched it, never went back to it. Same with PUBG and stuff like that. I'm not gonna lie, I get the feeling that's why I'm able to win now because all the elite players have moved on to Warzone. 
And I'm like, yeah, I can now. Now I stand a chance in Apex. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. I, I, I really liked Apex, but I think I don't know how much has changed since I last played it, which was a long time ago. But I don't know if I could just jump straight back into it or not. Uh, I'm not really sure. Wise, it's, the only real change is like the map. So it's an all new map and the map yeah. is a lot more on like verticality. So you have a bunch of city areas where you can go on like different floors of buildings. But otherwise, it's pretty similar to the Apex. You'd know and had an opinion. Yeah, on. yeah. Um, I, I think we've won. I think I won one game in Apex. I think maybe. Can't really remember. It was that long I'd, ago. I'd won one before this season. Now I think I'm at like five or six. It's pretty good. I've still not won a game in Warzone yet. I've had about six or seven second places, which is I a bit. I believe you, Squiggy. You can do it. Yeah, I know. I'll get there eventually. If hopefully. I can get second, you can win. I'd hope so. Tough, so I've got I've got I've got a team. I've got the Avengers. We're gonna win. Um yeah, I've been playing that. I've played been playing quite a bit of Borderlands this week as well, Borderlands three. Um I played like the first seven or eight, like main missions, I think, of it, and then kind of stopped playing when Call of Duty came out and all the Christmas games came out and everything. So I've just jumped back into that to try and finish the the story. I don't think it's as good as Borderlands, the original one, but then I didn't really think two was as good as the original one either, so it was still good. But I'm, I'm still never not, really. Gone. I don't know. I'm never really sure if I would get into but like I know when I first played like Borderlands, Borderlands Two, I found them just so dull because I didn't really like the humor style. But considering yeah. now I've played and enjoyed stuff like Destiny, stuff like Division, stuff like Anthem, the like like Borderlands is kind of similar to those in some regards. So I'm imagining now, like if I gave Borderlands another go, maybe. So is Borderlands Three the good one to try and get back into it or? Stick with the original. I would stick with the original. The first, the first one's like so much better, but I think it's because it's fresh. So if you haven't really played them for a while, or you can't really remember or much ever. about it, or ever, then you could probably jump into three. You might not know some of the characters, or you might not get the same. I know there's the stupid robot, and that's about it. Claptrap. I have a Clap t-shirt with him. I hated him so much. I I didn't really like play side of two. Didn't I fall asleep when you tried to make play Borderlands two, Laura? I didn't. I was there. I recall party. this vaguely. I was, I was. I was in a party while you played it with other people. I didn't play it. Okay. Yeah. Then I was off playing it, and then I returned. And I was like, "Yeah, I get it now. Cool. Unlike sleep." And that See, happened. I never liked. I never liked two at all. Like I really tiny struggled Tina. to have to finish it. Tiny Tina. Yeah, Tiny That's Tina. A character in one of them. Yeah, yeah. Tiny Tina, Claptrap, and Get Rid of Handsome Jack. I also like the Telltale. Tales of the Borderlands because number two made me invest in some of the characters. Like Slazo points out, he found it boring because he didn't like the humor style. Well, this is all my humor, hence why I ended up getting into Borderlands 2 because I feel like they cranked up just that extra bit to get through. It's a yeah, great it's, game type, I don't really. It's more my humor as well, but I, I'm, I'm enjoying Borderlands 3. I think it's, I'm enjoying it more than 2, but not as much as the original one. But I think it's because the original one was that, like, fresh, if you know what I mean. Like, obviously, new... it was a looter shooter, but it was a new style of game, yeah. like in the wasteland and everything. If you poured hours into it, I can see why it's one of those games you've got to pour hours to enjoy. So yeah. I feel like you pour hours. It's like reset on certain. I was going to say FIFA, but it's really not that important. But it's like when you do ultimate, the vibe I was going for. It's like when you put hours in and so powerful, really high level. You start from scratch, even though it's a new game, new character. I feel like, ugh, like kind of the high life. A lot to then do it all over again, even though you're doing different stuff. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I the first one, I was like, I bought all the DLC for the first one. Finished all the DLC. I had like full gamer score for it and everything back in the day. That's how much I loved the first I mean, one. That, if people don't know, that's quite rare for you. Yes, that is very rare for Ma- me. Mainly because I've been going through two trophies today, so I know. <laughs> I know yeah. stats. Yeah, that is very rare for me to have a full gamer score. I think the only one I had was Halo until the, the new achievements for it. It's not even just 
that i think it's very rare for you to buy dlc because me and you don't have much dlc so we're quite low on the yeah i, I don't we have to really love dlc and i'm including this because dlc is also free update so gears 5 and yeah gears 5 is the operations all dlc packs because you get new yeah the fact they count and me and you still have under 20 across our games on xbox and playstation yeah I, I don't know it's yeah but then the last game i've been playing is jedi fallen order uh, i decided I to go back to that yeah i know your thoughts on it i'm up, i'm not a fan i'm up to dothmir i think the planet is oh yeah i know where you are i've just I finished I that planet i paid it i'm just i just oh, it just feels like it's one of those games and I feel like this is going to come up later in the podcast, but I don't know about you and explain your experience in the minute, is I feel it's one of those games that you play knowing it could be better. Yeah, yeah. I've, the thing is, like, because I'm a massive Star Wars fan, I enjoy all, like, all of the lightsaber and the Force sort of things and that, but I sort of sometimes feel that they could be done a little bit better, and sometimes I feel that I'm just playing this game just because I like Star Wars. I think if it wasn't Star Wars, I wouldn't play it at all. If it was it wasn't Star Wars, I think that would get a three out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's as good. I think it's I think it's good, but I don't think it's as good as what people have said it is. I think it's acceptable. Um, it's yeah. possible. It's not in a year's time. You asked me to recount my experience of playing that game. I'm not going to. Yeah, I think I'm more interested in playing Battlefront Two with more of the uh, updates that they've put in for it than playing Fallen Order. But I'm going to finish it. I'm going to try and finish it probably this week as well as Borderlands, hopefully. So we'll see, and then I can start a new the new game that I haven't played yet, Death Stranding. I honestly you've, can't believe you haven't started You've not that played a Kojima game? What? I know, I know. You're a Kojima guy. I mean, if there was like a person in the game, it would be like, protect this man at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but maybe now that I can play it more, and be like, I wish this was me just walking around outside, not a care in the world. But that's for another episode. Life dreams now. Life dreams right now as I stare <laughs> out my window while we record this podcast, just thinking, I could be out there soon, one day. But anyway... Um, let's move away from that onto our actual first segment, which is called This Day in Gaming. So that sounds pretty straightforward to me, and it pretty, is, pretty much is straightforward. We'll basically look at what happened on This Day in Gaming. So today is the 28th of April, 2020. If you're listening to this, the day it goes live. If you're not, it's not the 28th of April, 2020. Check your calendars. If you're not, subscribe so that you can listen to these episodes the day they come out. Thank you, Slazer. That's a good plug. That was a good time plug. Ah, you see. Got it. Nailed yeah, you it. know you know what you're doing. We've ruined it now, but for the moment it was brilliant. Well, no, we'll keep it in. Everyone loves a plug. <laughs> so anyway, on the 20th of April, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch came out. And I think we both said, is it been that long? Yeah, uh, this was the realisation that the Switch is three years old. And I'm like, oh boy, that went by in the blink of an eye. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of the best Mario Karts. Because it's yeah, got really everything in it. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the one I think... I don't think I put as much time into the the Wii. Was it the Wii U version? The Wii U. It was the Wii yeah. U version. Yeah, I didn't put much time into the actual Wii version as well. Was that, Which one was the Wii version? It was Mario Kart Wii. It was Mario Kart Wii. Yeah, I didn't put much um, much time into that one either. The Wii U one, didn't put much time into. But then as soon as it came out on the Switch, I think I got it day one. And I played online still quite a bit with my friends sometimes when we play. Yeah, it seemed to work a lot, kind of like... The Wii U is like fun of console as it was, that you would always have like a bit of an awkwardness with some traditional gaming experiences, like Mario Kart. Whereas on the Switch, yeah. it's more like a traditional console. Weird as it sounds, it's more like a traditional console. So yeah, it's, it's just brilliant to play it. Yeah, it's like playing Mario Kart, like it was, like say on the GameCube and N64 and SNES sort of thing. It's back to no steering wheel attachments. You put your Wii mode in. <laughs> I have a steering wheel attachment for the Switch. Yeah. 
Well, no. shit. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know those I existed. I don't use it. It guess you pretend it's. Anyway, moving away from from that bombshell, another game that came out on the twentieth April was Trauma Center Under the Knife on the Nintendo DS. That yeah, came out boy! in two thousand and six. That's fourteen years ago. Can you believe that fourteen years ago was the last time I was actively buying handheld games on? <laughs> I can't. No, no way. You've, you've not bought a handheld game at launch since Trauma Center. No, no. That, I mean, there's, it's that period of that. Oh, year. okay. Right. I didn't mean that was the last one. I meant it was around <laughs> that time and that generation of handheld games was the last time. Unless we count the Switch as a handheld. Um, yeah, nothing else I've ever bought on since. My PSV, I never bought. I don't think I played. I That's can't play one. I can't. <laughs> I literally dang and rumble that I got after the trend. I was... But it was, Trauma Center was cool. It was good to see, like, one of those, like, obviously the DS had a, bi- a billion fresh, fun new IPs, but Trauma Center seems to have been one of the ones, even though we don't get a lot, we don't get new Trauma Center games I... now, it seems to be one of the endearing ones that people remember and enjoy. Yeah, but I feel they should be doing more of it, because as a concept and that stuff, people like that stuff, I know the control scheme made the DS version work, and I want to say they did. Yeah, it was on DS and Wii, and there might have been one on another platform, but I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. But it's kind of like, I get it, that was the control, because you do it with this little stylus and... and yes. And that's really the concept of doing that sort of thing. I could find a way to have a modern version of the buttons. I know that sounds really like, oh, rah, rah, it takes away the charm. Re-release Trauma Center. No, but collection. I, don't, I don't even want to re-release. <laughs> I just feel it's a franchise that they could do more with on IP. Yeah. Or I just feel like it's something that... It's like the same way I feel about Phoenix Wright. I put, Phoenix Wright was ahead of the game, ahead of like Trauma Center. Don't be honest, they've done way more. And you've got to apologize and all that stuff. But Trawson, I always felt at the time, was like another one where I'm like, oh, this is why I have a DS. This is This is, you know what I mean? Like, it has legs to go on. I just, I know why there haven't been other games in the franchise. I just feel they haven't realized as much. Because I thought there was a lot of buzz when, but it might be yeah, because I Trauma Center did all right, although the uh, developers are a bit busy with their other far bigger franchise these days. So. I get that, but it doesn't mean they can't eventually give me what. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a not an impatient person, so I will wait. I'm just saying, I hope they are. I, I hope, I hope so as well. It would be, it would be good to see Trauma Second back. I've never played it. It's concerning. I, I, uh, I like the idea of it with like the stylus and everything to do what you had to do, but I just never. In fairness, you weren't starved for interesting new game ideas on the DS no. in those days. Yeah, like Project Rub. Oh, I, I had just... that game too. Why? I didn't have it that came, game. It came with the DS. So let just I just want this for clarification for everyone listening. The female member of the podcast bought Project <laughs> Rub. The two guys it. did not. It came with it. Oh, did I get it? Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I also played a game <laughs> called Project Spring, which I think that's what I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I, I mean, if you Google it, you'll be like, oh. Okay. I know there was like Rub Rabbits as a sequel or something. Oh, I had that too. I oh, that. my God. <laughs> I, there wasn't nothing bad about I don't know why we're having, why you're judging this. But anyway, Trauma Center came on that day. Yay, Trauma Center. Let's focus on that. Yeah. Woo, Trauma Center. Um, one last game I've got written down. Super Bomberman 3 came out on the SNES in Japan. And the one interesting thing about this game is it was never released in America. I mean, I think there's been several Bombermans over the years. That, that, have you never played Bomberman lore I've at all? Played, never. I've never played Bomberman either. What? If there were, I feel there's maybe an odd thing, but if there was a demo on Xbox, I feel yes, like people may might be, they may be I mean, it was an arcade game, so you would have been able to yeah. play an arcade demo. And I don't understand. I was confused. <laughs> it's mental multiplayer mayhem. It's good fun. I most played the DS one, mainly because it was one of the brilliant DS games where you had one copy of the game and 
that meant up to eight people could play off of your oh, one copy via wireless. Beautiful. I love that stuff. So yeah, that was many um school bus rides were killed by just playing Bomberman and it's it's an insane riot. It's just a fun style part quick burst party game that's good fun. And I still play it every now and again, like I got Bomberman on the Switch, mainly because there was nothing else at launch except Zelda. But uh yeah, it's it's good fun. Uh, hey, you should play Super Bomb Man R, Laura, because uh, your boy Xavier Woods is in it. Your boy, you say it like <laughs> I know him. I li- I'm a fan. I listen to his podcast. I'm, I subscribe to his Twitch channel. I watch him on YouTube. Doesn't mean he's my Practically boy. related. Practically. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Okay, if I promise, I'll promise to maybe check it out in his honour. His honor. In his honor. As makes it sound like he died or something. Which he For the power of Xavier. <laughs> power of I might, positivity. I might, I might tweet yes. that. I might play it and say, For the power of Xavier. He won't know what's. I might at him and they'd be like, <laughs> Wow. On that, on that note of us not playing Super Bowl Man, um, let's move on to our second segment of the week, which is Revisitation Station. Revisitation Station. So. In this segment, we revisit a classic game from any console generation. We have a good chat about it, what was good, bad, and sort of the impact it's had on games out now. So the game we've chosen this week is Animal Crossing, but it's kind of the Animal Crossing series because the games are quite similar. So I think it originally... How dare you? So I've I've got all the lists of them here. So I had Animal Crossing, then Wild World, then City Folk, New Leaf. We'll not go through about the Happy Home Designer Amiibo Festival ones. Pocket Camp and new horizons um yeah i remember i remember getting it on launch day on the gamecube when it came out oh you did play the gamecube one nice. yeah 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 so it came out on the n64 in japan and then like four years later it came out on the gamecube over here yeah i remember here, that's how, uh, having like an agonizing choice and this put, put you into the mind of a, like a younger slazer like do i buy animal crossing or Tiger Woods PGA Tour, whatever <laughs> was the one out that year. And I went back and forth on this a bunch of times before finally giving Animal Crossing a try. What happened What happened to you? I was really into golf games back then, like Mario Golf and the PGA Tour games. Fair enough, yeah. I remember um, I went to a game station, bless their souls. Ah, oh, I missed them. The game station. Thursday, I think it was a Friday launch, and I was there on a Thursday night, and they were just putting it out. And I was like, can you? Well, in my squeaky very young voice can you just say uh, tell me this now please <laughs> and sorry, the guy i think you're oliver twist <laughs> please sir can i have my I, animal crossing i don't know but they did anyway um went home played a bit that night never that yeah I, I i've played less and less as the games have gone on if you know what i mean Boo. but i think it's just because i just don't have because you're a terrible person yes i'm a terrible person but no i just don't think i had as much time to sink into them because it's a game where you've i think you've got to have a lot of time to sink into it it's gotten easier as the series has gone on so like with the gamecube original it was very kind of you have to do things in real world time so like here's the shop and like a real shop is open from nine till five what oh you're at school for most of that oh that sucks for you yeah i think that was like like yeah i think that's sort of the, the way it worked in like real world time Yes. The, well, they always so. they all use real world time, but like now, like nowadays, it's like a real shop now. Like the Nook's Cranny is like a Seven Eleven. Yeah. Seven yeah. to ten. Actually, yeah, that's the kind of thing. Like, because yeah. I do a lot of my gaming in the evening. Yes. That I didn't really play. What, I didn't get the chance those, to do it. All those job things we have. Yeah, and same with like um, when Wild World came out because I was obviously it's on the DS. I can carry it with me, but I can't really pull my DS out at school. 
Well, that's the thing. Wild World was a bit. I found like Wild World a lot easier to kind of get into because of that. Like, because obviously with, it's not like a system where you need the tele, you need the console and everything. Wild World is you can pull the handheld out, open it up, and you're instantly playing again. Oh no, uh, bells rung for class. Shut the DS, and it's in sleep mode. And so that yeah. kind of. I feel like Animal Crossing is always a franchise that has benefited from handheld play. Like, yeah, I, I have think... fond memories of Wild World and New Leaf, and now New Horizons or. Is it New Horizons, the new one? Yeah, I keep forgetting New Horizons. Name. Sweet, okay. New Horizons. Opposed to the original and City Folk, which I didn't even play. I didn't play City Folk, so... Yeah, I never played City Folk either. The only one, I think I've played them all apart from... The City Folk. City Folk and the Happy and the Home. spin-offs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's one of those... I think a bit like what we spoke about on the last podcast when we are talking about Portal, that it's easy for anyone to pick up and play like i've seen so many people on twitter like who who aren't even people who play games like i've just bought a switch and i'm going to play animal crossing because it looks it yeah. looks fun it looks easy and i've got friends who wouldn't play games normally like they might play a random game of mario kart maybe basically going i really like the look of this game actually i think this is my kind of game and i'm like yes it actually is your kind of game yeah it's it's weird how animal crossing kind of became one of nintendo's big system sellers even though, like, when you compare it to, like, some of their other stuff, like, it's not got the intricate level design of a Mario. It's not got the fascinating gameplay mechanics of a Zelda. But it's just a real chill, real fun time that lets you kind of play it how you want to play it. Yes. In fairness, it, I was on that, it still has Nintendo's stamp of charm. Which oh, is God, why yes. I think it helps yeah. sell the city. Because when you play it, you, there's no getting away from the fact that it's a Nintendo game at heart. And I think that's really big in terms of identity selling. Yeah, yeah, you compare it to, say, I suppose Sims is probably one of its closest. I, think, I actually think Stardew Valley is... The Stardew Valley is another one, yeah. yeah. But, like, you can... Stardew Valley is a bit more kind of fun-loving, but, like, you can really see the whole, like... Nintendo tend to put, like, joy as, like, a design philosophy first, and you can really get that with Animal Crossing. I think that's really important. So when people see it, they're like, oh, that's a Nintendo game. They're not thinking oh, you know, that's the game that you can do this. I wonder why I get it and stuff like that. It's just Nintendo. Yeah, and I think I think as well, like, with the current climate that's going on, a lot of Nintendo didn't plan to release a game when they did. They released at the perfect time with people basically being in the houses looking for kind of an escape from it because that's what I find Animal Crossing games kind of are as well. They're a little bit of escape from your day-to-day, like, boring life sort of thing to basically do stuff on a game which you would probably class as a little bit boring maybe like oh i need to go and fish to do this or i need to go and sell these things and build this and build that but because it's an because the way nintendo have done it it's actually quite fun the mundane yeah. tasks made fun with charm yeah it's because it's always a weird go on sorry no i was gonna say he said day-to-day life but i was gonna correct him we started editing himself like yeah my day-to-day is filled with fishing and fruit picking <laughs> <laughs> you know me carry on slice I've I've actually forgotten the point I was going to make, but like yeah, it's um it's a fun it's a fun way of escapism for a lot of people. And oh no, I remember what I was going to say because it's also a weird sell when you try and like sometimes like trying to pitch Animal Crossing. It's like oh yeah, so what you do is you do chores to pay off like a housing debt, and then you can like go fish or catch bugs. And people are like, but where's the where's the fun? I'm like, but that is the fun. <laughs> but yeah yeah, it's it's a lot of joy and i mean like especially now in today's current world it's come out the perfect time for people who want escapism yeah and i think it's that's the thing i think that's probably why it's been so popular all like all through the years because it's not really it's not really changed and i think it's people who maybe not have played who haven't played one of them they've got in at some point further in and they'll play everyone from then so like for me obviously i've played them all apart from the 3ds one and i think maybe for you 
And for you, I'm assuming you came in at the DS one? Wow, Me? Wow. No, I've... But you came GameCube as well, didn't you? That was Laura. Uh, yeah, I've played oh, wow. them all, we? Yeah. yeah, and then from then you've sort of been like, you're always excited for the new Animal Crossing game. As I think I've bought every one that I've got on launch because I've been excited to play them. I always feel like there's huge gaps. I'm not sure if there is. I'd have to space out. By the time the next one comes out, you're like, you're ready for it. It's not like a game that's oversaturated. Like there's yeah. a certain time where... Yeah. I know Mario games are really spaced out, but sometimes I'm like, oh my god, another Mario game already. Yeah, it's not... You, you always get to it. You always... Yeah, it's not like Call of Duty where, like... You're six months into playing the one that's just come out, and then it's oh, here's the new Call of Duty coming out in six months time. Yeah, and you're exactly. a bit like, well, I've just started playing the other one, or uh-huh. like FIFA as well, where it's like, well, oh, what can you do this year in FIFA yeah. and games like that? I've got the I've got the years for all of the games. So the first one was 2001, and then 2005 was Wild World. 2008 oh, was yeah. City Folk. 2012 was New Leaf. We'll not talk about the other ones. In 2020 was New Horizons. I mean, wow, it's been you know, eight years. Yeah, you talk Please. about that, but I mean, the mobile one felt was like a little which made this like um pocket count. The mobile one whetted people's appetites yeah. a yeah. lot, yeah. and it has some of the mechanics you see in New Horizons. Yeah, and that came out in 2017 as well. Wow, that yeah. felt like that was like last year. That's concerning. Yeah, because I actually thought it was last year, and then that I saw is. that. Yeah, but that was the person. Once again, this is the thing. I don't know what it, whoever decides animal because they get it so perfect that by the time it comes out, I'm desperate. That sounds really wrong. Well, I think but... it's that's more like a Nintendo thing of like a lot of their big hitters will be once per generation. So kind of you're always in this cycle of I want like you're ready to play the next big game in whatever franchise it is. Like I'm ready to play the next big Mario. I'm ready to play the next big Zelda. I'm ready yeah. for more Luigi's Mansion. What up? Yeah, you've yeah, had that for the, this generation, kid. That's the thing, like, you look at that, oh, you look no, at... no, but I want more Slazo. I'm greedy for <laughs> Luigi's Mansion, and I'm greedy for Animal... Well, to be see, Animal Crossing is more of a once-in-a-generation, because if you've found the hours you pour into it, by the time you, like, are even, like, remotely considering, oh, I wish they'd add these, it's like, oh, shit. There's... Yeah, I think because you can see... It's one of those games as well, you can kind of... Like I say, I said before, you've got to have a lot of time to sink in, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't time-time, it was having the right times to sink into it yeah, back when I, it first came out because that's the only thing i disagree like I, I do find animal crossing pick up and play you can pick up and play put an hour into it you like sort yeah and that's what i was going to say that it's it's like a, it's still pick up and play you could basically play half an hour while you're waiting for your tea to cook or something like that or waiting for someone to come around you can play half an hour 40 minutes and then oh. play another another game after that and then go back and play another half an hour 40 minutes of it or you can play it during the loading screens of other franchises. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's the thing. You yes. can do things like that as well. So there's it's always a very specific example there, Laura. Yeah, oh, Laura, what loading? What, what are you doing? I love how you think it's me and not it's... me taking it. Yeah, it's Laura. Else. It's totally Laura. You can't you can't pin Slazer, it on me. Slazer, what are you? What what are you playing Animal Crossing in between? Look, man. Sometimes Gears Five takes forever to load. And <laughs> oh yeah, need, I do the same. Fix. Yeah, you need a fix of a good game. I'd, I'm not even going to dignify that no bite. response. No bite. I'm not, Damn. I'm, not, I'm, above, I'm above and beyond. The this is a friend. troll-free podcast. <laughs> I'm not. If you would like to send him abuse, you'll get his socials at the end. Please he's don't send me abuse. That's not Rise nice. Up. That's not nice. So I think, um, obviously, we're, I think we spoke about a bit of the good and the bad. So maybe, like, talk about a little bit of the impact it's had. I'm really going to say no. talk about a bit of the ugly, and I was like, there's nothing ugly about it. No. I mean, she gets stuck really? by what? I miss Rosetti. Yeah. <laughs> he had a weird charm, I must admit. Yeah. He got impact, and the first thing that came to my head was Rossetti, which is concerning. 
I never, yeah, I know, I never thought of that, but you're absolutely right, because he was, like, one of the few, because obviously people are used to just resetting their consoles, like, oh, this has gone wrong, reset, oh, like, yeah. restart, restart, oh, and then you've got this, mm. oh, what do you mean I have to, I have to wait a day for these fossils to be, like, checked over and sent back to me? Oh, I'll just jump forward. And then along comes this guy going, um, mate, what, what are you doing? Uh, no, stop, bad, I'll delete your data if you keep doing this. He was traumatizing for a lot of people. Because you keep I, going I, it, and he's just like, "No, I'm gonna delete your data if you don't stop behaving." And people are like, "I don't, I don't want to push it anymore." <laughs> yeah, so that's what I say about impact. I'm surprised more games and stuff haven't stolen that. Like, I know he's not in the. I don't think he's the one in the slays. I don't think. I think the. I don't think he's been in like the last one or two. I think he can make yeah. a cameo in some way, but I'm not sure if he's in New Horizons. Yeah, but I'm surprised more haven't stolen it. I know there's auto save is a big thing now, and all that stuff, and there's not many games where the calendar times yeah so go with that but i still find i don't know there's just something personal about the theme broke a little bit with that but i can't yeah i think it was a for its time it was a big thing i remember the um the official nintendo magazine when the original animal crosser came out i think it was and they had like a i think it might have been a segment of the magazine like rossetti says or something like that and they basically <laughs> took his basically took his like his anger part of it out on people who put like stupid questions in to the magazine and I thought that's actually quite cool. That. Now you said it, I can. Yeah, I just, I just remembered it there, and I thought, oh yeah, I remember that. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm all here for the impact Rosetti has had, and I won't yeah. forget him. I won't forgive him, and I'm here to bring that up. I mean, to be fair, Tom Nuke, uh, Tom Nuke, Tom Nuke. I can't decide to be honest. Nuke. Um, I feel he's also the impact he's had just for the soul. I'm saying this. I know we talked about memes before this podcast went recording, and but I mean, he's very well known on Twitter. The people use him a lot. I see mortgage yeah. memes about him all the time. To be fair, it's also weird, like, his journey as well, from, like, very kind of like, no, you, you, you're you going to do all these chores for me and you're going to pay me back every cent and you're not going to get anything. Whereas now, he, like, he's, as the games have gone, he's just become more and more chill and laid back. He's a family, he's a family man now. Yeah, there's one yeah. screenshot where he explains that he even gives money to charity, all his profits go to charity, and that he yeah. raised... So I was like, what the hell is this heartwarming tale? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I, I remember that being, once again, something that loads of people posted and I had like 90,100 or whatever likes. or 90, But I had loads of likes. And I was like, oh, Tom Nuke, man. He well, is. Man. Tom Nuke is actually a hero. He is, he is the, the hero of our story. I'm, I mean, to be fair, when they did Smash Bros and they took, you say about Impact, and you know, Smash Bros has Animal Crossing level and a character, right? I mean, I yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I feel, I feel Villager like and Isabel were added in the fourth one i think so yeah you is it isabel or isabella because i just go isabella and now it's isabel i think i think it's isabel but i I thought it was isabel oh i've been fancying up her name um (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna put that i to me that was another big moment for the impact not necessarily on the whole video game industry but importance of showing how much it was nintendo to get smash bro representation when it's not that type of game it's so easy to put a fight like someone with guns and repping super smash bros but make the effort and time to do something from animal crossing yeah and i think it's kind of like it's kept the charm of the game in super smash brothers as well especially when like because i've i've played as a villager quite a bit when we do random battles and i love playing as a villager because it's hilarious some of the stuff like it's so annoying, but it's so it's in the theme of Animal Crossing, like so sort of I don't know the word. I was gonna say cute, but cute's a bit of a weird word to describe it. Well, how do you find Super Smash Bros. the game where everyone beats each other up? But no, but that's what I mean. Like it keeps the charm of the it's original cute. game it, while still cute. being like brutal and annoying. It's, 
it's like the old Smash Bros ads when it was like Happy Go Lucky World and Nintendo they all turn and beat each other up. I mean, maybe the Super Smash Bros ad for Melee, Melee, like the TV ad. But I find the Happy Go Lucky World nothing dreams up more. Animal Crossing, the crossover server cements it. His hands dirty with his axe. Yeah, I guess to to me, its legacy is kind of that you don't. It doesn't. A game doesn't need to be like something big or complicated or have an epic narrative or something. It just needs to be fun, and that's been reflected by how I think it's been like in the top ten selling games for every system it's come out on. I think alongside I, like the Mario's and the Pokemon's, the games you would expect to be up there, and then there's Little Animal Crossing alongside them. Yeah, I think it's. I was just reading it before that um, they're some of the best selling games for all the consoles. Yeah, and it's sold like well, it's it's sold over thirty million units just across the main, yeah. the mainstream games. And, uh, the Switch one is already like obviously we haven't seen actual sales figures yet because Nintendo haven't released any yet. But like they initial reports have been that it's yeah. yeah, even with the whole like world issues at the moment, well, it's done I, very well. I mean, the world issues apparently helped. Like it was, they, it sounds weird that it was released at the right time, but it was released at the time where people were like, I want something to stay in and do then, and then yeah. thought, this game is available, so it kind of it kind of did both if that makes sense it kind of just yeah. just the right time which sounds really wrong because you don't want any profit but that's those but if anyone is tom nook man, <laughs> tom nook. <laughs> that's not yeah. what i mean but i'm just tom nook is in the money he's rolling it he's bathes in a gold bathtub some people are probably keep being kept sane by the fact they can't go out but animal crossing lose hours in it it passes yeah. not in a yeah. bad way that sounds like it passes the day but it no but that's that's the thing you could you could lose a day just playing through animal crossing and doing a day-to-day thing in a game instead of doing your day-to-day thing in real life i could have gone you know like when i'm out I've, i forgot to go fishing because i went fishing on animal crossing apparently because you know that's my day-to-day activity oh yeah you like to go fishing yeah Get my yeah i just forgot i forgot to go to work because i did my fishing <laughs> in the game and i got engrossed in it but anyway let's move on to our final segment of this podcast which is called games on trial games on trial plenty of games get released and they get ripped apart at launch get labeled a flop or they also get amazing reviews and just don't hit any sales figures at all. But there's people out there that actually like and buy these games. And to be honest, we're probably some of those people. So the idea of this segment is to talk about these kind of games and maybe one person convince the other two that it actually is worth playing and worth buying, even though sales figures or reviews may say it's not. But we'll find out over the coming segment what Laura has to say about Quantum Break, which is the game on trial today. Dun, 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 dun. I wanted Laura. But um, Quantum Break, so you were you said how it's great categories and all that stuff. Quantum Break is a game that reviewed quite well. I mean, average 77 on Metacritic. That's respectable, we all know. We've played some games that are below and in the red. But 77, respectable. But it's not the specific Break, number. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, so I round it. about 77 and three quarters. <laughs> if you could find out which game I'm taking a dig at, comment below. No. Heavy rain. Um, Oh my god, it's not Heavy Rain, they've got good reviews. I'm not doing this. Right. <laughs> Go on. Quantum Break. I'm ignoring this. Once again, <laughs> Quantum Break. Basically, bit of a review darling, really. Bit of like, hey, this is a fun idea. They pull it off and, and it's like, yay, this is what they could do more of it, but blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is, it did not sell well. It was seen as, I mean, it was sort of a lot of pressure put on it to help sell the xbox one it's the xbox one it's console exclusive at the time when it come out i think it's on pc now slays they say yes yes thank you <laughs> and then um slays i say yes uh, damn. Then, uh, damn you ain't got the power um and it seemed to be the one of the ones that xbox were like oh get an xbox one we have this exclusive and it was along you know you know the established franchise your halos your gears your force you know stuff this was meant to be one of their new ips the people in and um to say it didn't sell well 
I mean, uh, a few weeks into the launch, it only did 200k globally and was labelled. And also it was one of the big heavily invested into games. I mean, I don't know about you, if everyone remembers the advert where they had a weird version of the Nirvana song, Come As You Are, covered. It was on TV adverts all the time. Interrupted my football games to tell me to buy it. Ironically, it worked because I bought it. So this is not the point. But it, they, they put a lot of money into the advertising and everything on top and it didn't sell. So therefore, it has seen a flop and it has seen people overlook it and not as many people play it as should have done because at the end of the day here's here's the book point it's a fun game it's an experience game it mixes the live tv action show with actors that you'll recognize from your show ironically now i'm looking back and recapping it one of the actors is in a show called rookie that i watch now and another one is in project blue book so another show that i watch so it's a bit weird that i now remember it's them guys they're not little known actors you know when you play these games and you're like never seen them before you'll never see them again no no this was a good cast and it was well acted. And the storyline was gripping with the whole time traveling thing. The only problem with it, I'm going to acknowledge it because I know this is on trial. And, you know, jury, I'm going to call you the jury here. I acknowledge there's a little bit thought. They could have done more with the gameplay. There's a little bit of time and you pause time and matrix s bullet time. But there's not overly much. But there is some gameplay as opposed to it's not solely, as someone alerted to earlier, heavy, where it's just that with no real gameplay. But it has it. And just because it isn't it ticks boxes without it doesn't just because there could be more gameplay doesn't mean it held back because you could play this and i will if you get invested in the story this is a game that you think oh my god really passed the time that i enjoyed it it's experience and i just feel about it and also as pointed out by slazo before this podcast to give me some evidence here thanks don't uh, throw me under the bus thanks join me here won't you uh obviously this is made by remedy games remedy games and it remedy but um alan wake people and stuff like that and also made control which is another sort of gameplay choices crossover superpower of a game that was like you know even a game a year contender and that that only scored like 83 and just a few more points than metacritic yet they're really highly regarded and poor old 77 quantum break is seen as like some disaster class that should be buried because a lot of good ideas come from it they tried to mix really blur that cinematic experience with game and i just think it's harshly treated so do you know because obviously Xbox One has been starved for true exclusives a lot mm. of its life. Do you know why did Quantum Break ever like actually break out, as it were? Was it well, because it got I think mediocre? I don't want to say mediocre because Seventy Seven isn't mediocre, but I, because it gave off that impression. Or? I think I think it might be. I think it's also the fact it was one of the first ones. So the Xbox One console we know didn't get off to a fast start in terms of console sales. I mean, same thing with Sunset Overdrive, which I also think was a charming. Ex- I think it was affected by the fact. Both, you know, people just didn't buy the Xbox One. You know what I mean? Yes. So, if you don't have the Xbox One, you don't play them. So, the sales are going to knock down because everyone at Xbox One isn't going to buy this game and that's your audience wanted to get. Um, I also just think, I just don't, maybe it looked appeal- as appealing as it was. They really focused on the live action TV of it with the time stuff and the great story. But there is a certain point where gamers need to be sold on the gameplay element. And a lot of the trailers were like, here's this gripping story. And I just, don't know if people thought oh that would be a fun game it's the kind of the same way when i think people get put off with i know detroit and that and all popular but there's a certain type of people that are like i want more game i want more meat on my bones you know what i mean it's a no, I want I... more game and, and i don't know if, i don't know if they did enough to say look this can be a fun game yeah i can i can appreciate that because i think as like part of this like i went back and like i watched what the launch trailer was for quantum break i don't think there's any gameplay in that 
It's no. all just look at our very, very nice and very shiny and very it was detailed very models. Beautiful game, visually, so I was right? like, damn, that's that's some impressive modeling. But um, what's the game? And then I had yeah. to like look up gameplay trailers to figure out what the gameplay was. At which point I was like, oh, it's a shooter where you can it's throw time It's a shooter time with balls. time mechanics and that. They should have done more with the time mechanics. I'm not going to deny that. There was certain, it's very like, it's the bare minimum, if you know what I mean. It's not, I don't want to say bare yeah. because that makes it sound good, but it, they could have done more different. I have the same complaint with Star Wars for an order, which Squiggy actually mentioned earlier. They could have done more with the lightsaber. It's that sort of thing. The combat, the combat and everything is adequate, but you look at it and think, well, this is a fucking... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't want to swear on the podcast. This is a great, cool concept. I already said shit. It's fine. I know. I did as well, but I was like... We, I are, ex- we are explicit. I uh, don't want... It's like such a cool concept. Give me more. And I think that also takes away from the people playing it because you're playing it thinking the story is good. Visually is great. The time concept of gameplay is new and interesting, but it just it doesn't push it a little bit further. But that doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's still an enjoyable experience. I feel because they did tease that it would be a Quantum Break 2 at the end, but obviously it didn't sell, right? So it's never, you know, I mean, that's up in the air. Will we ever see one? I doubt it. No. But thank you. No. They did say they've never done it. Considering how well Control's well. done, yeah. Yeah. But it's that type of thing that I feel if it had a number two, if it had managed to get that far, it would have addressed the more gameplay and then it would might even be highly spoken of, if you know what I mean. I just that's, feel it was like a great fair. starter and I feel like they put everything out there. But the next, it, it's just, it's sometimes that number two in the in the trilogy is the one that really kicks it off and just does any qualms that they worked out from number one and for feedback. And I do, I just think while it could have been better, that doesn't mean you shouldn't play it and enjoy it as an experience. It's definitely one of those games, especially as it's probably very cheap. <laughs> you know. It's on Game Pass, I think. There's it, also that. I would be amazed probably. if it isn't, yeah, it's Microsoft. I've got it in my library, but I haven't downloaded it. It's play. just, you'll play it now and you'll feel like you're watching a really good but also have some gameplay before you shout at me. But it's just, when you play it, like, at the end of the day, what else do you want from a game? You want to be entertained and have a few hours pass. This does that. Do you do you think it didn't sell as well because people wanted a sequel to Alan Wake? <laughs> and then when they saw that this wasn't uh... Alan Wake 2, if you know what I mean, that they kind of didn't buy it. So it's still reviewed really well. Well, 77 is still, it's it's still decent. It's yeah. Not- yeah. It's just not, um, oh my god, we need to rush out and buy this game now. But do you think people who wanted a sequel for Alan Wake were sort of a little bit, well, this isn't the game that I wanted, so I'm not going to support it, even if it reviews really well, because I want Alan Wake too? I don't think they went out of their way to say, look, this is not Alan Wake, we're not going to support it. I think it might have been in their mindset, like, oh, we'd rather have Alan Wake, so we're not really... Yeah, but if this I mean, game, say, got a 90, people would have probably gone yeah, out and bought it, of, yeah. Of course. I mean, to be fair to you, um, I've got the game in front of me, and with the game, you get a full download of Alan Wake, the two add-on packs, which probably says that they did their market research in knowing that they wanted the Alan Wake audience. Yeah. And get the people that haven't, like, it's sort of like, oh, look, we still care about Alan Wake. We even put it on the, it's even written on the front cover. Just get another re-download of it. I just. Yeah. I think if you're is... kind of interested in Alan Wake, that you've probably already got it. Yeah, there is that. And I, but then it's also the sort of, it reminds you that this is the same company that did it. It's a nice way of putting it on the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Saying, yeah. Oh, you can download this previous game here. It's like, oh, they are the guys that made Alan Wake. The name catches your eye if you have it already. You're like, oh, maybe I should give it. But it might be a bit of that. It might be a bit patient about Alan Wake. But then you look at Control doing so well. Did they advertise Control better? Like, did they show more gameplay and did they make it look more like a game? So, uh, yeah, I'm saying that I don't really remember much of Control as well. I remember Control's a weird one because there was no E3 really where it got to have a coming out party or anything like that. 
but that would be you watch like a mo you watch like a minute of control and you have a much clearer idea of what like it's much more clearly defined so you mm. see oh it's wazzy crazy shit crazy reality worlds where you're now falling through cubes and other things like that but it stays a lot with you a lot more than quantum break where you're like oh man that guy's pretty he oh he's so shooting pretty. that's okay played that game before whereas yeah. control you're like no i've not played that before what yeah i think that's the thing like for me when i when i saw um what's again we're talking about red no, quantum break it? thank you quantum break that's how much i've forgotten about it already um that I kind of i kind of wanted it but then i sort of thought well i'm not really sure it's not reviewing really that well well yeah. it's not reviewing basically if a game's sort of between an 85 and You're upwards it's one of those games which i will be all right and need this game especially if it's my kind of game but when it's at 77 it's a bit well you know, I'll get it when it's cheap. And I think maybe a lot of people had that idea and I never got around to getting it when it's cheap. And Control is kind of the same for me. But I think with Control, I've seen a lot more from that game to know that I'll probably like it. So if Control reviewed the same as Quantum Break, I'd probably be more likely to pick up Control because of how it's been marketed a little bit. And maybe that's the reason why it didn't sell as well. Because I think um, it was the highest pre-ordered game at that point, but that says a lot about the other exclusives on the Xbox One. Um, but I think a lot of people sort of just pre-ordered it anyway, maybe out of like blind loyalty to the developers and to Microsoft and stuff like that. Because I think from that, I don't think the sales have probably matched that. And again, it might be down to how it's been marketed. I, I do think price comes in as well. I mean, like you say about you're sitting on the fence, you've got a pre-order, it's a full price game, be quid or whatever, depending on where you pinch day. You want to be sure you're spending that. Yeah, if you're spending, it's, it is, I think now more than ever, gaming's a bit more of an investment. The, yeah, because now it's fifty pound a game or so. Or so yeah, but it's so. also you know that they will drop. I'm not maybe there's yeah Nintendo games are exception, but you know if a game doesn't do well within twenty five. Yeah, so if you see a game that's reviewed probably between seventy and eighty, you probably know that in a couple of months' time it's going to drop down. You'll get. Well, it. there was another there's another thing as well because I looked into it. Like I don't know why you guys talking about this reminded me of something, but I was like, right, I'll have a look at what the competition was. So obviously Nintendo was still in their awkward end of Wii U phase, so they weren't really doing much. But uh, Sony, one month later, had this small game coming out, I don't know if you've heard of it, Uncharted 4, which, yeah, yeah that's not a comparison you're going to do well against. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, if you're like, I can afford one game in like the next month or two, I'll, I'll pick the, you know, the big Hollywood blockbuster that's proven to do very well. Um, like I it does go down. I do think it. I don't want to say a victim. This is where Laura goes, and it's better than that. No, you know, quantum break, really better than Uncharted Four. You I heard really it hit first. No, no, I really want to that. Calm down. Um, <laughs> is it's more the fact that I do think one of those victims of the Xbox One, uh, Xbox One versus PS4. Because you know you pin your side yes. here and so I do think when games come out in the first quarter, first, well, let's say first three, maybe first quarters of a console's lifespan. First year. Yeah, let's go with that. I don't know why I've got into quarters. I don't know why I'm doing. I'm not doing a pie chart on this. But um, it basically, I feel they're the ones that maybe are a victim of because they're the ones you go. I haven't got an Xbox One. I've got a PS4, but I will definitely come to that game and get it when I have an Xbox. That sort of like you your sides and then you stick to it for that first. Not that's, your side that's so fair, bad because the Xbox One didn't start off brilliantly. What with Rise yeah. and other stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Actually, as well, Slazer, so you mentioned Uncharted. Dark Souls came out a week later. Dark Souls yeah, three. That would have been on Xbox as well, right? It was on all consoles. So yeah. Yeah. But I see so what I mean, you mean. Like, that's another yeah. big comp. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I don't. I th- yeah. Sorry, Laura. 
No, I was just gonna I was just gonna point out that I feel it would be interesting to see if how much it picked up throughout how consistently Breaker is played on Game Pass. I like I said, people might not have bought the first few months and you've pointed out many reasons why. I don't think enough people have played it, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's one of the big ones on Game Pass. It's one of the ones that throughout the years can been turned into a try to be I wouldn't be surprised if controllers got people to go yeah. back and give it a try, maybe. Yeah, stuff. I mean, to be fair, when you look at Xbox with solo players, I still scraping a barrel here. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a game which probably people who play it will probably go, actually, this is good. Why didn't it sell very well? And then people who don't play it will look and go, well, it didn't sell very well. It mustn't be very good, which is kind of a weird, it's like little circle. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird circle to be in, and yeah, I, I think there's probably a good game in there, especially because the fact that kind of control did so well that you kind of got to assume that the one before it was probably still quite good as well for people to either come back and buy another game by them or for microsoft to or whoever it was to basically give them another sony. is it sony who did that one controls only on ps4 so i assume they cut that's, a deal that's interesting so it must mean that quantum break was decent enough for sony to go out and buy the rights to control maybe or maybe they just wanted to troll microsoft a little bit who knows Find out. Answers on a postcard. Yes. Yeah, they, they were happy with the mic I just bought, and they were like, let's go get better. Let's just, let's just go and buy a company that put a game on an Xbox exclusive. We'll just buy them all. 343, we're coming for you. Halo, PS5 exclusive. Confirmed. Okay, you've gone off the rails now, buddy. Okay. Okay, just... out of interest, though, are you going to send this game to jail or you spare it? Insert puppy dog eyes here. I mean, it's downloaded on my Xbox. So, so there's, you know, so I haven't given up on it just yet. It hasn't been put down. Say so. I mean, it's not the first new IP game I'd be playing on my Xbox. Hey! That would be, that would be Ori. But yeah. um, I, it's, I str- I've never like. I mean, you heard Laura alluding to the fact in my mind I originally compared it to Heavy Rain, which is completely not true. But it's that kind rude. of that's what that is. It's rude. <laughs> very fair but uh i I don't know why i even though i'll happily play games that are essentially just stories with no gameplay whatsoever like i'll play visual novels stuff like quantum break and all that has never really leapt out to appeal at me and it's not because i necessarily think it's bad it's just i have a hard time seeing myself investing in that like i love narrative experiences i played life is strange and i love that but for some reason whenever i look at like the quantum breaks the heavy rains the detroits I always, even though I thought Detroit was the, from the demo, that was perfectly all right. I struggle to like see myself then going right now. I'm going to drop fifty pound to play this game. I think yeah. you drop fifty pound, but don't. I think I think I'm in the same boat as you that I've I think done I've the same with Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, boy. I think it was on PS Plus. It was. Simple. That's how I've got it. because yeah. I wouldn't pay for it again. Can you guys play it? Because it made me. We'll think I mean, about it. You should play Control, or considering you love Quantum Break. Well, get me Control. It's not on PS Plus. I'll do what you do. I'll wait for PS Plus. What am I saying? <laughs> Three years later. What I've been playing this week? Oh well, I played Control. Oh, it was anyway, I think I think basically, Laura, what we've said is I'll give it a chance. Maybe Slazer won't. I it's that's a personal opinion thing. <laughs> I think in terms of it was Quantum Break unfairly, uh, like un- yeah, unfairly yeah, like prosecuted. Then yeah, I agree with that. Quantum Break seemed perfectly all right, and there are tons of perfectly all right games that get a lot of shit just because they're perfectly all right and not the next big thing. So, yeah, Quantum Break gets a pass for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's the problem with gaming now, that if your game isn't AAA, amazing quality, has all these, like, it's like a tick box. It needs to have this, 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 and this. 
And if it misses out so, on like a couple, it's, it's so a bit crazy like, to me, especially because like whenever I review things, like seven to me means good. And yeah, like I know this is close to eight and everything, but like seven is good. But for so many people now, seven is average. Yeah. And that, and I get why that mentality comes about because when you're spending fifty pounds, you don't want to buy just something that's all right. You want to buy the something that's going to amaze you and maybe stick with you for the next six months or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. If you put like, say, you put six yeah. review scores in front of someone and went. Every one of these is fifty pound. Which one are you yeah. going to pick? You don't know what the game is. You'll go well. Pick the one which is the highest review score. Yeah. And it could be like he could end up paying like paying fifty pound to play Call of Duty because that year Call of Duty was the highest reviewed game out of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. When but that doesn't you... make the lower reviewed ones necessarily bad. And yeah. I think that's what happened with Quantum Break. So yeah, Quantum Break. It's all right, probably. Oh I've my never god! It. It's not going to jail. Yeah. I've it's a, it's, a, to it's acceptable. It. It'll do. I've saved Quantum Break all hell. Well done, Laura. Well done. Thank, thank you. I uh, thought you were going to send it to jail. No, no. We appreciate 77s here at Lagging Behind. I don't know what that means. So that wraps up another episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to subscribe on all popular podcasts and services. Follow us on our socials. Our podcast is at Lagging Behind Podcast on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Jordy Squires. Laura is at... You can't find me. Stay away. Laura Law. Slazo is at Slazo King. That's right. Do you want to spell it out this week? You spelled it out last week. S L A Z O K I N G. I don't know why I had a brain fart in the middle. <laughs> I'm just going to put you under pressure every week now to do that. But on that note, we'll see you in two weeks' time for episode number three. Until then, goodbye. Au revoir.